don't create a reality that you don't want because if you create it, then you're going to live into that reality. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, it's Bernadette Jansen, and before we get into this episode, I need to remind you that the information in this podcast is general in nature and opinion only. It should not be taken as personal advice. There are significant risks with buying and renovating property, and you should maximize your profit potential and minimize your risk by seeking independent advice that relates to your personal circumstances through your own financial planner, accountant, and any other professionals that you are working with. The examples in this podcast are for illustrative purposes only. Well, hello, it's Bernadette back with another episode. And before I get into it, what I would like to do is to ask you that if you've been enjoying this podcast, if you would mind going over to iTunes and leaving us a review, what that does is helps us to spread the love. I'm going to thank you in anticipation and then get into today's episode, which is about woo-woo. Okay, so let's get into it. I've never been a big fan of woo-woo. I'm a bricks and mortar kind of girl. Over the years, I've had friends who have been into crystals and astrology, numerology, whatever ology, you name it. And I've always steered well clear of those conversations because I just felt completely uncomfortable and out of my depth and just thought they were just way off. But as time has gone on, woo-woo or spirituality has become or has helped me in my life. And so I thought it only fair that I come on and share, I guess, my favourite sources, some of the ways that it has helped me. My mother was my first teacher in spirituality. She was a devout Catholic. And as a result, I was exposed to spirituality and meditation at a young age and had an appreciation for both the power of prayer and meditation. She also had some quite spiritual ways of operating in her business life that I have found quite empowering. My father died when she was 45, just to give you a little bit of background. And they were dairy farmers and struggling dairy farmers at that. And to everyone's surprise, she decided to continue to run the family farm solo without him. And she not only survived at that, but she actually nailed it. And I think that her thinking and her spirituality had a large part to play in that. So a very short amount of time after my father died, mum was written up in the local paper as having paid the highest price ever for our neighbour's property, because she had a theory that neighbour's property is never too expensive because of what a difference it makes in terms of reducing the barrier to success. What she did was she partnered up with my two brothers, not together, one at a time. And when my father died, my youngest brother was 17 and the next one up was 22. And so 
What ensued after that was a 10-year drought, which brought most of the farmers in the district undone. But through that decade, my mum and the boys managed to buy out every neighbour that had joined the home farm. So while it was really tough going, mum became the, I think probably the biggest landowner in that area. And I firmly believe it was her spirituality and her, I guess, mantras that held her in good stead. I want to share a couple of those mantras with you because they have been very powerful for me and I've also seen them expressed in a lot of the reading that I have done since. So one of the things that she would say would be if I was worried about something, I tended to worry about everything, not so bad these days. She would always say there is no point in worrying until you have something to worry about. Now, basically what she was saying is Don't create a reality that you don't want because if you create it, then you're going to live into that reality. So basically deal with the facts, not what you think might possibly happen. And if and when it does happen, then we deal with it then. I certainly still use that to this day. And the other one was if the issue progressed to a point where it was worry-worthy, this was her spin on it and she would always say, If you don't get into a spin, things have a way of working themselves out. And you know what? She was right. They do. Now, she wasn't someone that shied away from risk, but she didn't take unnecessary risks, but she did believe in getting out of a comfort zone. And so that particular mantra, I really believe, carried her through a lot of the times when she had quite challenging situations to deal with. Now, I talk about my mother in the past tense. She is still alive, which I'm very grateful for, but unfortunately age has reduced her capacity for conversation and so I'm unable to have any meaningful conversations with her anymore, which saddens me greatly, but very glad that we still have her. As you probably have noticed, she's had a massive impact on my life first by giving me life and then by pointing me in the right direction. I've given you a couple of beliefs that I have taken into my toolbox in my career and now I want to share with you what I've learned since then because as time's gone on, I've read a lot and learned a lot about quantum physics and my spirituality has evolved and suddenly those incense-burning crystal lovers don't seem so loopy anymore. I have to say, this does play a large part in my life. So what I want to do is just share with you some of the authors and some of the books that and medium that have contributed to some of the principles that I find particularly useful. So I guess the first part of my renovating career, Stephen and I sort of, I guess, bubbled along. But I got to a point where I decided, okay, enough is enough. We're going to start getting serious results out of this. And the first book I read was the Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich. Now, many of you will have already read that. But if you haven't, I strongly recommend you go and get a copy and read it straight away. Um, So basically, um, he interviewed, I don't know how many successful people, 
and he produced a set of principles that he believed were critical to success. Firstly, you needed to have a burning desire to achieve the goal that you were after. He talked about the value of masterminds, all sorts of things. So in Think and Grow Rich, it was the first time that I'd ever really read anything that explained the relationship between your thinking and your results. And in fact, he offered a set of principles to success and outlined how to harness that, how to harness the power of your thinking and your habit and your associations to actually get the result you want. Now, not that long ago, I read three books written by a man called Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so this is where I was totally sold on the power of our thoughts to influence our experience of life. The first one I read was Becoming Supernatural. And then there was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And the third one was that you are the placebo. Now, Joda Spencer is a neuroscientist and a chiropractor. And basically, what he does in these books is it explains in quantum physics the science behind the relationship between your thoughts and your reality. Now, I can't say I fully understood every element of what I read, but I got it, okay? And one of the things that I experienced after having read his books was I've never really been able to meditate much more than five or ten minutes at a time. But doing Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations, I found that I was able to meditate anything from 30 to 45 minutes, even an hour, and time just seemed to fly. And so some of the principles that he imbues in his writing, basically the power of an in- intention and how you need to be the creator of your own word. Joe Dispenza is a prolific author and speaker. So there's lots of material available on his research and also his philosophies. And and I just want to mention a few. And the first one he talks about is being the creator of your own world. Because if you're not being defined by a vision that you've created for your future, then you're left at the mercy of the environment and the people around you and all the things that you don't want will creep in. So be really intentional about creating the future and actually visualizing that future and living into it. He, of course, utilizes the power of meditation in order to facilitate that and also the power of gratitude. Another principle that he talks about is investing in yourself. So what he means by that is actually making the time each day to do this work, to to make time for meditation, to make time for creation, so for creating the future and the life that you want making time for gratitude so that you're able to live your best life and to achieve the results that you dream of. He also talks about being uncomfortable with the unknown, so moving outside of your comfort zone. Our emotions are very strong drivers, particularly the emotions of fear, which you will experience when you start to sort of move outside your comfort zone. But you can only truly grow 
if you, if you do actually get brave and actually step outside where you would normally get stopped. Another thing he says is let go of your past self. And I equate this really closely with the words of Albert Einstein. He basically says you can't solve a problem using the same thinking that you use to create the problem. And it's like you need to let go of those limiting beliefs, those fears, those things that have driven you up to this point in order to reach the next level in your life. Another one that I love is don't make excuses. Actually, I saw something the other day it said something like that's along the lines of whatever happens to you the only thing person that you have control over is you okay so if you want something in your life it's up to you to go out and get it but a lot of us get scared or worried or anxious about it and so what we do is find an excuse to enable us to stay small. So refusing to make excuses and taking action, even when you're afraid, but doing it anyhow, is when you really get to experience the reward. He talks a lot about abundance, but there is another book that I've recently read that I guess treats abundance really creating an abundance mindset really well. And that's one called Happy Pocket Full of Money. And it's written by a man called Dr. David Cameron DeCandy. I just thought this book was awesome. Basically, he had some slightly different ways of dealing with some common themes. But some of the things that you'll find in that book are how to use an internal mantra to build a wealth mindset. He also talks about setting intentions and being conscious and deliberate about your thoughts and intentions. Life shouldn't happen by accident. You have the opportunity to create the life that you want. Be intentional about it. He talks about how to set goals that you can believe in. There's one thing to set goals. You know, you can say, I want to have a $10 million portfolio in five years time but if you can't believe in it it's not going to happen you need to set a goal that you can actually believe in and so that you can actually believe that into existence i don't believe that just creating the goal is going to have it happen obviously it needs to be matched with action but it's the most important part because if you can't believe in it then there's no point in the action because it will, won't achieve anything. And he also gives some really good guidelines on how to incorporate gratitude, giving and faith to experience abundance and joy in your life. Now, who wouldn't want to have that? So that's an inspirational book that will really change how you view and create money, wealth and happiness in your life. And what I should say is that the audio version is available for free online, but what I have got our team to do is to upload the 42 chapters in video form into the Renault library so that you are able to easily access them because I really think that's mandatory for anyone who's going after a better life, which is what we're all about. And lastly, I just recently discovered Abraham Hicks. Now, I'm going to put out a massive woo-woo alert because seriously, to be honest with you, I even thought, oh my gosh, I must really be losing the plot now. But it's amazing. The principles are 
powerful and they, I guess, correlate with a lot of the other people that I have talked about. If you go onto YouTube, you can Google Abraham Hicks and you will be confronted by some videos featuring a lady called Esther Hicks. So if you Google Abraham Hicks, you'll find lots of videos on it. I'm not going to try and explain it because I know I'll mess it up. So I want you to find out for yourself. But there's just a couple of the principles that I find incredibly valuable. And one of them is to learn to trust and let things happen. So it's a bit like my mum's mantra that if you don't get in a spin, things always work out. Another Abraham Hicks mantra is that everything is always working out. And I find that particularly help if I'm working on something happening. But, you know, when you start to second guess and think, oh, maybe it won't work out. So start with this mantra that everything is always working out. It really helps to modify your thinking. Abraham Hicks always also talks about being in the receiving mode. So, you know, you often hear about, particularly around wallets, people sabotaging themselves. So... How they do that is by not being in the receiving mode. They're actually pushing whatever it is they're working towards away. So working on being in the receiving mode. I'm not going to say any more about that because I think it's best if you go and find it for yourself. When you go down to download the show notes episode, you'll find an invitation to join the Renault Library. So this, we just set up this free membership where you can go and pick up all the notes and resources from all the episodes without having to opt in every time. So you'll get your own login details to be able to log into our members portal and go to the Renault Library, which is where all the podcast material is kept, and you'll be able to download it from there. And also some extra little bonus bits, including the 42 chapters of the book, A Happy Pocket Full of Money. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and it hasn't been too all over the place. I'm off to Brisbane this week. Hopefully my second to last trip or even my last if I do really well. And I'll be catching up with some of our Brisbane members there. And I'll look forward to you in the next episode. And I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.